Wait a minute, I hear something. you ninja assassins out there welcome back to another episode of dr movie uh the show that's being done behind the steering wheel of this vehicle that's the way we say vehicle here in tennessee is vehicle the silent letter in vehicle is the h (laughs) unless you live in tennessee then it's vehicle because we use the word hick or we get called hick a lot right so anywho um, got an oddball one for you today. Very interesting flick from 1987 called Champion on Fire. Which brings up a lot of visuals when you think about it. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously it's one of these recommended film on Tubi. Hey, if you like so-and-so, then you'll like this one, right? Well, that might be a stretch. <laughs> Uh, I love a good ninja movie. Emphasis on the word good. Um, <laughs> this one, uh, this one is a lot like the, uh, the other movies that we talked about, like RoboCop, but not RoboCop, uh, RoboWarrior movies, right? And, uh, where they basically have taken an old film and they shot some new footage to put into the film to make it a new film and they try to make it all tie together somehow but in this one I don't think they even tried I think think they just said yeah that'll work Um, basically what I think it is is they hired this American actor I think he's American maybe maybe Irish from I don't know German good I don't know don't really know because it's all overdubbed but uh I think they hired this guy and they just shot days and days of footage of him and they just took his footage and just stuck it in random movies and try to make it make sense. And, and that's kind of how we get this wonderful movie, Champion of Fire. Um, let's, I, I, I can't tell you who directed it. I can't tell you who the star of it is because... Uh, not without a lot of digging because it doesn't just pop up. There is not even a why to watch thing that pops up for these. So this movie is maybe not top tier. <laughs> but uh, we do have a synopsis. Thank you, Tubi, for giving us uh, a reason to understand what this movie is supposed to be at because I'm telling you, I watched it and I still don't know what I watched. Um, let me get to a clearing here where I can focus on two things at once. It says, uh, after a ninja assassin eliminates a key witness, a police officer vows to seek revenge. Really? I don't remember a police officer at all in this movie. Maybe the police officer's the bad guy. I don't know. I don't remember a ninja assassin really assassinating anybody besides another ninja. Anywho, um, let's see, but a police officer vows to seek revenge, but his journey will take him to unexpected places. That's an unexpected synopsis because that's not what I got out of this movie at all. 
let's uh let's talk about it shall we um you start off with uh your typical you know kind of i don't know ninja stuff going on then it breaks away to this train going down the road and there's a guy walking down the train tracks uh antonio (laughs) which we don't know his name at the time but he's dressed like a friar uh or a catholic priest or whatever you want to classify him as carrying a cross a huge cross and uh down the railroad tracks and he won't get out of the way so the train has to slam on the brakes and he says hey since you've stopped can i get a lift so he gets on the train and uh while he's on the train the train gets robbed by a group of i don't know it's just a group of guys with samurai swords so it's it's like it's almost like the Chinese versus the Japanese thing again that we see a lot in these movies I'm assuming these guys are Japanese just because of the swords that they and they get on the the train and they try to rob the train and <clears throat> you know it's it's like an old western stand up hold up whatever you want to classify as bank robbery train robbery and uh so they rob them and they take off and then of course there's a couple of people there that decide they're going to try to stop them from doing that and at the same time the the our our antonio gets off the train keeps running into these bad guys and it just randomly cuts to this other guy it looks like we go to and this reason i said irish earlier it's almost like they're in Ireland or somewhere because it doesn't look like they're even the same area. And there's this white dude with blonde hair and blue eyes sitting on a mountainside and some random guy comes up and says, uh, or he, he, he says, uh, the, the blonde-haired dude says, I know you're trying to kill my brother Antonio and I'm not going to let you. And the guy goes, oh, Yeah. And he does some fancy little hand jive thing and turns into a ninja. And so the blonde-headed dude turns into a ninja. And they fight. And he, he, he kills the, 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 the blonde-headed dude turns into a ninja with a white with a big gold breastplate thing with big shoulder pads. Here's the funny thing about this. I love when they turn into ninjas. Our ninjas wear headbands. They say ninja on them. And they don't just say ninja. It'd be like N-I-N, and then it'd be like a couple of little people like fighting, and then J-A on the other side. It looks like somebody from the t-shirt shop printed these up (laughs) in the 80s and said, yeah, this looks legit. Put this on with your ninja outfit. (laughs) Oh... And I don't know. I, I just I love the fact that a ninja would take the time that when he just puts his hands together and poofs, turns into a ninja. The last piece of garment he's going to put on is this this uh, this fancy radical ninja headband that goes over the hood that he's got on. <laughs> and I love that every time that this happens, this happens like four or five times in the movie. Uh, another guy will come up and say. I'm going to kill your brother Antonio. He's like, no, you're not. 
and then they turn into ninjas and fight. But every time he turns into the ninjas, it's the same ninja from before. Even though you can tell. I mean, because they even do like a, a close-up of the guy. And then you see the, the ninja that they turn into. And you can tell it's not even the same person. But it's the same ninja from before. So he's fighting the same ninja over and over. Even though when they walk up to him, it's totally different people. I don't know. I just kind of got a kick out of that. <laughs> Anywho, uh, we get uh, Antonio meets up with another guy named Dragon. This is the other part of the movie. This is the real part of the movie. Is this guy with carrying the cross, and he runs into Dragon, and him and Dragon go, and they're going to try to defeat the bad guy and get the money that he has. I don't know. It's it's lame. Uh, but it's pretty interesting. And I will say, the theme song from this movie is pretty dang awesome. Uh, it gets stuck in your head. And that's the one thing. I, I would love to hear a really good copy of the soundtrack. Because I really like the theme song. It's just, this movie has been cropped and can't, panned and scanned so many times. That's the other problem with this movie. is half the time... You're looking at people and you're not even seeing their head. It'll be cut off at the top of the screen. Or they're off to the side or something gets kicked across the screen and when you're supposed to stop and focus on it, it's off the screen. There's a, there's some... It's a really bad copy of this movie. So there needs to be a, a widescreen version where you get to see everything because one minute somebody be talking and then you're looking at their abdomen because there's no top half of them. You know, it's just a weird... Weird scanning job they did on this one. Um, but when it comes down to it, whoever directed this must have been a big fan of Django. Like the original Django. Because that cross that Antonio's carrying around everywhere has a dang Gatlin gun in it. Just like the, the, the coffin that Django's dragging around in the original. It's almost the same setup. You knew there had to be a reason he was carrying the cross around. But yeah, at the end of it, when it's the big showdown in, in this little ghost town that they walk to, obviously this is all Western stuff set up, just made in, I'm, I'm assuming, China. Uh, I mean, because you got the train robbery, you've got this abandoned old town that looks like an old Western town, you got the Gatlin gun. It, it, it just feels so much like a western which is funny because when you think about you know one of the greatest westerns of all time Magnificent Seven is a direct ripped off from uh, a samurai movie not really tying anything in there but I just think it's funny that for inspiration we're going to rip off an American movie when you've got all this culture in China that they could use I don't know anyways that's that's where this is man and, uh, yeah, of course, at the end, you get uh, the bad guy and all of his henchmen, and Dragon's kicking butt. Of course, you know, when your name's Dragon, you got to be able to fight, right? This is long before, you know, Don the Dragon Wilson or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, this is after Bruce Lee, so he's the second dragon, or the third dragon, if you want to count the last dragon. You know, Barry Gordy's the last dragon. Bruce Leroy. Anywho, uh, pretty 
typical. I mean, and you've got all these scenes that just make no scene sense together. Just like there's a scene where Dragon and Antonio hate each other and they try to kill each other. But then the next minute they're best friends and helping each other. So I'm wondering if this is footage from two or three movies that these two guys were in. Like they hated each other, but then they team up together later on in another movie. I don't know. It's really, there's, there's no comprehension to this movie, what's going on. Uh, and then, again, like I said, you break away to uh, our German ninja, Irish ninja, Swedish ninja, I don't know. Swiss ninja? The Swiss ninja. Buy one today. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just a, it's a mess. The movie's a mess. Uh, it's got some moments. It's got some pretty decent fighting in it, but it's it's uh, it's a mess. <laughs> so I can't really tell you, you know, much about this one because there, there's not much to go on, and just just watching it doesn't bring the right words. So uh, if someone wants to correct me on this one and show me everything that I'm wrong on, that's totally fine. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I'll give it a two out of five. It's not great. Uh, but it's definitely not the worst thing I've ever seen either. So, like I said, it's got some enjoyable moments. It's got some funny stuff in it. Uh, the theme song, like I said, I absolutely love. I'd love to see that used in something else. And they get their money's worth out of it, too, man. It's like every four minutes, you're going to hear that theme again. Maybe that's why you end up liking it, because you hear it so much, but... Um, it's, it's, you know, it's got its problems for sure. And the way that this version is treated, I think is the biggest problem because it really reminds me of when I was a kid and I would go see a low budget movie in a theater. It had this kind of feel. The screen was just a little fuzzy, a little bit blurry. Everything was flat. The sound was flat. Uh, you know. You got pops and, and, and scribbles and, you know, the lines in the film and kind of the old grindhouse feel, right? Back when it was not intentional. It's just, that's just the way it was because of the way that this film, film was, you know, reproduced, you know, recopied for, for, you know, passing around to be seen. So, uh, you know, take out of it what you will, um... I don't really recommend it, but if you are into these kind of movies and you're just a completist, yeah, check it out. I mean, you're not you're not going to be totally disappointed in it. It's it's got some likable characters, but it is awful confusing. All right, folks, that's all I got for this one. We will check you later. <laughs>